Hello, and welcome to Insightful Travels with me, Anakin. Um, This is going to be what I think is going to be episode one, and I'm doing exactly what I did with the trailer, which is I am just starting. (laughs) I have been kind of eager to start episode one and wondering when the universe is going to be like, okay, time to start. And, um, again, here I am driving and I was just like, let's just fucking throw in those AirPods and let's go. So let's go. Um, episode one. Wow. Uh, I'm very excited about just all of the possibilities that can come from this. Um, and yeah, let's, let's just jump right into it. So today I, um, I'm in a very Alfred Hitchcock-esque town. I'm in the Alfred Hitchcock town, Bodega Bay. And um, I've taken the day, I've taken a few days to just truly try to to just ground myself, which is what I I was speaking a little bit about before. And um, just come back to to oneness, come back to mindfulness, come back to self, um, the higher self. And uh, in order to do that, of course, I have to uh, kind of conquer the the ego self, the ego-based self. Um, I like to think of it as uh, self with a lowercase is uh, self in in the ego terms, um, the one that you're always trying to uh, overcome. And then self with a capital S is your higher self and the one that you're one would, I would like to be more in touch with. Um, So yeah, coming back to self with a capital S is where I'm at currently. And uh, just pulled over along the bay, trying to think about where I'm going to be for the duration of this episode. Um, I think I'm going to stay in the car with the windows open. That feels right. Um, get a little airflow in here, and um, for those of you who don't know anything about me, I travel in my van full time, and in what my we do, whoops, accidentally turned the radio on. Um, and what I do is uh, I honestly just go where the wind takes me. Um, what I thought a lot about is that this first episode, I think I want to set like a base for who I am um, because I want to be discussing stories and with all types of different people. And before I can, you know, truly dive into other stories, I think it's good to set a base of who I am, where I'm coming from, so that, you know, when these conversations flow organically, I can, um, you guys can. I and you guys can, you know, take references from my story to see where, you know, my perspectives or thoughts are developing from. Because um, like I said, I, I also want this podcast to be something that helps me because I think, you know, anything that we do, especially when it comes to art, uh, we should be, I should be trying to find, okay. When it comes to art, 
I want to be striving to find a modality where I can express myself and expand my own thoughts um, in a way where I am getting to that higher sense of self and I'm ascending. So if I set a baseline of who I am, then when those conversations unfold, as they will, however they will, um, it, it will it will be more of a complete piece. And, and that's really what I want to do is create an entire piece with, with this, with this podcast. I want this to be, you know, something that someone who knows nothing of me, um, or even if I want to go analyze myself and knew nothing of myself, I want to be able to say, okay, this is who this person is and, and watch this unfold. Um, so yeah, let's just, you know, get right into it. So I'm Anakin. And um, I'm 24 years old, and um, I am currently on the California coast in a brand new van that I, well, it's not brand new, but it's brand new to me, and I travel full-time with my two little rats. Yes, rats. (laughs) R-A-T-S. Their names are Yagi and Rem, R-E-M, as in Mary, and, uh, they are my entire world. I adopted them in September of 2020 in South Florida. And um, God, they've been everywhere in this entire country. <laughs> um, they've been from New York City to Wyoming to Texas to Seattle. Oh God, those girls have been everywhere. They've been on mountains, at sea level, below sea level, deserts. They've seen it all and are completely unfazed. Um, Yeah, they're completely unfazed. But uh, yeah, they're my little angels and uh, my travel companions. And we embark on this crazy wide world together. Um, So yeah, that's that's that. (laughs) Um, Aside from that, I have this great van that I just acquired. And uh, for the last over year and a half, I was traveling out of a sedan, a Nissan Sentra, 2012 Nissan Sentra. And my entire life was in that car. Um, And in later months, uh, like about halfway through that year and a half, um, I acquired a roof bag and was able to put a lot of stuff up there, but it was it was close quarters for sure. Traveling in a sedan full time. I don't do the tent camping. I only do the car camping, and uh, with a huge cage with two little rats, it it was a lot, and I loved it. I loved every moment of it. So now we're kind of living the life of luxury. <laughs> we have so much space. Um, the very fact that I can go to bed at night and not have to set up my bed is immensely amazing <laughs> um I I just have to go back there now like I'm sitting in the driver's seat and all I have to do is turn around and I can see my bed that that is the luxury that I could not even fathom before um the van is something that I did not see coming um so I am very grateful uh, one thing that I will say about living on the road for as long as I have, um, is that space in terms of, uh, 
like where I live has a whole new meaning. I can pretty much adjust to just about anywhere as long as the conditions are right. Um, and what I mean by that is uh, mostly weather conditions because weather is like the main kind of like my um, the main thing that directs me. It's almost like the compass. Well, it's like go where the weather is right. Um, because I don't have an electrical system set up in the van and I definitely didn't have one in the Sentra. So, um, where I can't stay anywhere where the weather isn't permitted, like, isn't good for my rats. Um, and that's an interesting way to live. Uh, I've had to, you know, change plans actually several times, um, and, you know, lose a bit of cash along with that because the the climate just hasn't been optimal for sustaining rats. Um, if it's too hot or if it's too cold, you know, I'm screwed because the, these little creatures, they're the, they're the main focus of everything that I do. And if they're not comfortable, I'm not comfortable. And uh, boy, is that the reality. If they, if I don't believe, and, and that's, that's one thing that I really wanted to get into in this first episode is like my perception of my rat's comfortableness <laughs> um, because they can't speak as many of you know rats cannot speak and uh, I can't really there's not a lot of um, language cues that I can get from rats um, and you know I've looked online because where else am I gonna look and I don't I don't find a lot of information like there's stuff on the way their hair stands up and their ears go back and yeah you know those are like social cues but what about emotional cues I can't gauge them emotionally and unless I am just like looking dead into their eyes and like okay this is this is how I'm perceiving that you feel because that's really it I'm just perceiving how they feel I'm not actually ever gonna know how they truly feel and subjecting an animal um let alone a tiny animal to this lifestyle with um a communication base that is just so unlike a human's um it's difficult it's difficult to know it's difficult to know if i'm doing something that is uncomfortable for them and that's a big thing for me i i always want them to be uh, content I always want them to not feel any stress. Um, and, and one of the big indicators of stress for rats is, you know, like kind of uh, like skin lesions. And so far, nothing like that has happened um, at, while I've been on the road, thank God. Um, so I take that, I take what I can um, from what I've gathered about rats. And, you know, I, I hope that they are comfortable. But... The thing that I wanted to talk about is uh, the the amount that that impacts my day to day, and the amount that I do that can worry about their comfort level interferes, or I use it almost as a as a fallback for an escape route. Um, so if I'm in an uncomfortable situation, I have found myself kind of falling back onto, well, my rats are uncomfortable, so I have to go. <laughs> and um, don't get me wrong, it's a great excuse. It's a, it's a great reason. But I worry about authenticity a lot. 
that that is something that I'm always striving for and I'm always working for at this point in time in my life is just being as raw and authentic as possible. And if I am falling back, you know, I don't even know if I like the way that I'm saying it, but if I am falling back on my rats, comfort level as a as a means to get out of situations, then I'm not being authentic when it comes to that situation. And um so just for example, um in the past few days I was in um like the near the Yosemite area and it was extremely hot. Uh like in the one tens, you know, even getting higher at some points during the day. At one point I saw my um thermometer hit one thirteen degrees Fahrenheit. And that's just too hot to sustain rats, especially when we're living outside. Um, you know, it that's just obscene. So in those days of when the temperature was that that high, I was totally justified in in the idea and I'm sorry, <laughs> I got distracted. I was totally justified in, in needing to get my rats out of that that climate. So I did. Um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have been able to do that. And so I got them out of that climate. Great. Um, but then after that, when I return had to return there because I had a somewhere that I was staying there and I returned to the climate after that, you know, heat wave broke and, um, it was, you know, still very hot, like in the mid nineties, but you know, I could have made it work. I could have made it work. I could have stayed there and I could have made it work, but, um, instead I, I, I didn't want to, I wanted to leave. I really wanted to leave. Um, and I just kept saying, you know, it's just a little too hot for the rats. It's just a little too hot for the rats. And yes, well, that is true. You know, mid-90s, you know, with, with the tools that I have, it's hard to sustain a comfort level that, <laughs> that again, I feel good about for them um, in those types of conditions. But I kept saying that it was too hot for them. And I could have made it not hot for them. And um, they would have been fine. And I could be there right now and we would all be fine. I've done it before. Um, but I just didn't want to. And something about me continuing to say it was just too hot for the rats just has really been bothering me. Um, because, well, yes, it, it is too hot for them. Um, that's not that's not the core and that's not the main reason for why I left. Um, the main reason and the core reason for why I left is because I wanted to leave. And so few in my, so few times in my life, am I able to just be like, I want this, I I'm done with this and I need, I need, I want to leave and I need to leave and I'm going to leave. Um, I always put a reason behind it, whether or not that reason is completely valid or completely like even relevant or necessary. And who's asking me for this reason? Who who is demanding this of me? Who is putting this pressure on me to to be so absolute in my reason why? Because who can who can argue that it's too hot for your rats? You know, who can say, who can, you know, morally, it's not right to try to be like, oh, you should stay anyway. If someone is saying that their pet is in jeopardy, 
because of the conditions. You know, it's it's a really it's a really solid reason to just kind of close yourself off to any possibility of staying somewhere that you don't want to. Um, but it it's not it's not working for me to keep saying it's because of my rats. And you know that that's just one example, but it's it's something that I keep doing. Um, is you know talking about my rats and you know, using the conditions to, to excuse myself from situations. And, you know, I'm completely warranted in leaving for just wanting to leave. Um, I think I have to honor that more. Like, I just want to leave. And this kind of worry of perception. Yes, exactly. That's where it's coming from. It's this worry of the perception of the person that I'm telling. It's this worry of how I am going to now be perceived by that person because I am leaving for any other reason except for the well-being of my animals. Um, And that's what so much of this life journey boils down to, is how we are being perceived. It's exhausting. It is so exhausting. And, you know, I just need to take a sip of water to that because oh, the idea of perception is just, well, I got to take a sip. Okay. And my AirPods don't know how loud that gulp was, but look right there. Perception. I am concerned about how the, you as whoever you are could even be myself listening back is going to perceive that gulp if you heard it. And it's like, dude, you just needed to take a fucking drink. Like, chill the fuck out. Um, it's not that serious. Um, but yeah, okay, back to it. Perception and constantly worrying about how you are being perceived by others. Um, more specifically, how I am being perceived by others. It is... It is exhausting. It's exhausting to even, and daunting, truly, to even think about, you know, bringing that up as a topic, especially on your own, especially speaking into, like, the nothingness of, like, just where I am. (laughs) I'm overlooking the bay, and it's beautiful, and, you know, there's cars behind me passing by, but, you know, it's just me here. You know, the girls are in the back, but Um, it's just me just talking about being perceived by others into the void, into the void it goes. And, um, yeah, this is something that I have definitely struggled with, uh, and continue to struggle with, uh, almost constantly. (laughs) And, um, there, there's, there's so much that can be said on that constant fear or worry about judgment from others. Um, and there's very little, there's, there's very, there's very little remedy. There's very little, like, consolation or, like, you know, something, like, warm blanket you about it, because it just exists. It, there's, there's nothing we can do about it. It literally is just always existing. Um, and I know that for a fact, because I do it, I, I judge and I perceive others in ways that they probably would not love that I perceive them. Um, 
And it's like, it's, it, you know, I always try to correct my thoughts when they're negative about a person that, you know, is doing something and I, and I make a judgment. And of course I try to correct the thought and because that's where I am in my journey, you know? Um, and regardless of whether or not people are correcting their thoughts or, you know, trying to come back to a place of, you know, just complete acceptance of others, they are still making those judgments. I am still making those judgments and those thoughts are still very much coming up for me. Um, so they are definitely there. When I feel a perception from another human being as a negative one, um, I know that that's real. I know that that's valid. And I, I, you know, there's, there's nothing that I or anyone else can do about it because, you know, the perception exists. So, trying your hardest to alter the perception, you know, fix the, yeah, alter the perception, trying your hardest to alter the perception of others um, is not fruitful because we cannot do it. And they've already had the perception, regardless of the correction of thought, they've already had the perception. So the only thing that I can do to make myself feel better is accept it. And, you know, go about my life not worrying about the perception of others, not putting energy into the consideration of how others are perceiving me. And that is, that is very difficult to even, you know, conceive a, a, a remedy for. Um, but, but let's try, let's try. So there are so many different routes that we can take into mindfulness, into meditation, into self-love, into self-healing, into ascendance, um, you know, just so many different routes. And a lot of them are of, you know, religious, um, religious vibes, <laughs> I guess is what I'm trying to say. And, um, you know, because spirituality, I think, is, is very religious. Any, any kind of practice that consists of, of you becoming more aware of yourself and your actions, I think, is very religious. Um, and all of these different routes that we can take into, you know, becoming more self-aware and more self-accepting and uh, self-healing and loving of others, all of these different routes, I, I feel like they basically all boil down to the same thing. And um, I, 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 was, I was listening to this, um, I, was, I was flipping through channels the other week. Um, my, you know, some people I was with and I were in a hotel and um, we were just flipping through the channels on the television. And uh, one of those, you know, very Christian um, speakers came on, the ones that uh, they're, they're very good at what they do. And previously in my life, you know, I had I had not really tuned in um, this. I'm not going to get deep into this, but, you know, I hadn't really tuned in before to those specific people, the ones on TV that are preaching Christianity and um while I was listening, I just, for some reason, I was like, yeah, well, let me just, everyone else was distracted, not paying attention, and this, this man, no idea his name, you know, sorry, can't, you know, um, give him any credit, but for the brief moment that I did listen, before it got, 
you know, against my beliefs by becoming like anti LGBTQ. Um, for a brief moment, I was like, if I can replace the words that I don't identify with and replace them with the words that I do identify with, such as, you know, universal power and all that kind of stuff, um, what he was saying was very valid. Uh, what he was saying was, was very just and very true. And um, I, I, I agreed with him. I was like, where where is this? this kind of hate that I was expecting to hear, you know, it, it came, it, it, it came, but like for, for a good minute there, for a good several minutes, we were, we were in sync. And, um, I, I felt the energy of, of this preacher and, um, and, and that, that, that very brief moment, as brief as it was, as short as it was, um, that was significant for me. That, that was a big tell for me. Um, and the tell was that, you know, we're all saying the same things. You know, we, we, we're all wearing shirts and pants and shorts and socks and undergarments. We're all wearing the same things. Um, but they just look a little different. And they hit a little different. And, and some are more expensive than others. And some are way trashier than others. But but that's okay because we're all we're all wearing the same thing. We're all saying the same thing. And um and that that in itself is, is a lesson, one that I'm still unpacking because it, it happened so recently. Um and I'm sure that's very profound in a lot of ways, and I would love to spitball that with somebody, but it's just me in here. <laughs> and uh that's a lot to unpack by yourself. But but yeah. <laughs> um how about that guy for igniting that thought within me? Um, but yeah, going back to perception of self and perception from others. Um, we, we have all of these different routes that we can take to find spiritual truth, to find that route that's going to help us or that practice that's going to help us accept ourselves in whatever thing that we need to accept ourselves with, whether that be you know, visually, which is something that I struggle with a lot, you know, physical body, um, or, you know, emotional, like our emotional reactions to things, um, and learning how to cope with those and kind of like rearing different, different emotions that we have that can bring us into trouble. Um, or I'm trying to think of others, but, you know, I can't speak for anyone else but myself. <laughs> um, anyway, we all have things that we need to work on. And in order to work on these things, uh, we first have to acknowledge them. Um, and that's a big piece. That's the biggest piece is just acknowledging them. So I guess as part of the introduction to this episode um, or this podcast, um, is not the episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm wrapping this up. But as part of the introduction to this podcast, I, I think it's important that we acknowledge or that I acknowledge what the issue is with myself. And I, I have issues with the way others perceive me. And I am working on authenticity. And I am working on self-love and self-healing. And I am working on finding the routes 
um, in spiritual practice that are going to help me get there, get to a place where I can say, okay, you're doing really great. Because I don't think the work is ever really over, but, you know, at least to a place where I can look in the mirror and be like, I fucking love you. I fucking love you. And I can say that now. I definitely can say that now. Um, But it's more internal. I need to work on the external part of it as well. You know, I can say I love you and truly mean that to the inside of my eyes. (laughs) But to the outside of my eyes and then scrolling down, I I struggle. I do struggle. Um, So. Uh, as the episodes come out, as the conversations unfold with others, um, one of the big things with me is definitely going to be authenticity. And with authenticity comes not worrying about the perception of others, especially the ones that I'm having the conversations with. Um, and, you know, there might be fuck ups and I am ready to acknowledge those as they happen, if they happen, when they happen. Um, and those will be part of the conversation as well. So, uh, very excited still about all of the potential that this has for just being a place where we can just be as real as we possibly can be, where I can be as real as I possibly can be, um, without fear. And, uh, yeah, um, thank you all for tuning in to this episode. Um, I hope you all have an awesome day. (laughs) Anakin signing out.